Welcome to On The Brink, a fresh lens to take you and your business to new heights. I'm Andy Simon, and as you know, I'm your host and your guide, and my job is to help you get off the brink, to understand things and see them through a fresh lens. I'm a corporate anthropologist, and I'd love to share with you information from different cultures and times that will help you put into perspective your own situation today and how to make sense out of it and understand it better. So I'm really honored today to have with me Mr. Panos Manios. And Mr. Manios Panos is in Greece. He's in Athens. He was introduced to me by a wonderful woman here in, in New York who wanted me to share his story. Now, Panos' story is set back into the period when the Germans took time, it came into Thessalonica and really took over the city. And so I'd like him to begin to understand how to share that with you so that it is held in posterity so we don't lose the story. And that the wonderful actions that he and his family took then are preserved. So let me tell you about Panos. Panos Manias was born in 1934. He was one of five children. He's married now and has two wonderful children and four grandchildren. He holds a bachelor's degree in business economics and international commerce from the Athens University of Economics and Business. He's a self-made entrepreneur who started his own industrial company in aluminum packaging material, Alumin, in 1965. It's now managed by his two children. Panos, in his professional career, has spanned more than a half a century, and he's proved to be an inspirational and visionary entrepreneur. His personal and business integrity, together with his determination on focusing on personal relationships, has been passed to the next generation of Aluman and continue to be the key drivers of the company's success. Now, Panos is an amazing man. And I know he wants to tell you about it, the situations when the Germans came into Thessalonica. But what I'd like him to do is begin with his own journey. Tell us about yourself. How did you develop as an entrepreneur? Panos, give us some context to understand your own personal journey here. Can you do that, sir, please? Sure. Well, uh, after finishing the, the American uh, the Athens College, which is an American school in one of the best in the country, in Greece, in Athens, I started working for a for a big company specializing in aluminium, and uh, slowly, slowly, you know, they appreciated the job I was doing, and they offered me to go into a joint venture with this big company whom I will never forget because they really gave me a very good chance in my life, is the Stasinopoulos family, which is one of the biggest entrepreneurs in Greece, maybe in Europe. So I started working for them and they appreciated what I was doing. And they offered me to go into a joint venture in the aluminum products. And slowly but surely, it was expanding and expanding and expanding. And to make a long story short, after so many years, we are proud to say that uh, we are a company which is 100% export-oriented. We export everything all over the world. And uh, thanks God, both of my children 
when they finished the studies in Greece and the United States, they were both Brown University alumni. When they came back, I told them very openly and very sincerely, now you are here. What do you want to do? It's up to you. You decide and I will respect your decision. So they both said they want to continue working for me. I mean, for the company. Uh And I said something which I will never forget. Listen, it's your decision. You are never going to tell me you are not happy. If you are not happy, tell me now. They both agreed. They followed my steps. And uh, I must say that they did much, much better than I did. And I'm very proud of it. So when we were... Please continue. Uh, the stories, uh, the story we're talking about starts uh, in uh, in Kipseli, where we were living before the World War. We had a building, we had a big three stories building on our own, and we were living there. And uh, the time was when the German occupation. It was. Uh, very difficult. Life was very, very difficult because people were asking questions and this and that. And uh, my my aunt, my uncle, who was living in Thessaloniki, they were partners with my father, who was in Athens. They had both a joint venture in in the in the in the in the, in the food industry. So one day he call, he calls my 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 father and uh, he says that uh, in uh, in Thessaloniki there is uh, this he was a very good friend with a family a Jewish family called Carasso they were both living in the next to each other in a, in a street in Thessaloniki and were excellent friends together. They were not friends, they were brothers. Although one was Jewish, the other was Christian, every day they were going they were going to be together to discuss their problems, this and that. Before the war, everything was okay. And then when the German occupation started, everybody froze because they didn't know what would happen. And uh, unluckily, uh, the Germans were trying to find out how they are living people in any in every neighborhood. So one day they go to my father's, to my uncle's house, and they say that they, they would like to take it, not rent it. They wanted to have an officer living there, a German officer. Mm-hmm. They were frozen. So they said, okay. And they, they didn't know what to do. So they decided to take the, 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 the Jewish family in their own home, hide them in an attic where nobody would see them in the morning. And they said, okay, you can have now the, the home, the, the, the home which they knew it was Jewish, but they left. They're not, they're not here. I don't know where they are because they disappeared. And uh, the Germans were living next to them. And uh, 
it was a very difficult, very difficult thing to do. And my uncle wanted to take them out of Thessaloniki because in Thessaloniki, you know, it was terrible. The, the Germans were killing Jews by the thousands. It was a genocide. It was incredible. So, and you know, I have to say something. My my uncle and my parent, and my father, they were very good businessmen, but they were not as today the people are, you know, educated and they're not tricks and things like that. But they had a good, straight mind. So he calls my father from Thessaloniki, and he said to him, listen, there is a family here that we are brothers with them, father and mother, and uh, four siblings, uh, four, five, 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 five. So they said they made the plan. First of all, my uncle issued, he had very good connections with the, probably with the darkness, the guerrillas who were fighting against the Germans. And they, they issued for them a fraud identity cards mm-hmm. with the name Angelidis. Forget Carasso, everything. Angelidis. That was the name. And then he said, he discussed it with the father Carasso. And uh, the father, the, 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 the family of Carasso, they left and they went to a fishing village very close to Thessaloniki to hide themselves, waiting for a boat to take them to Athens. The boat was not arriving, was not arriving. And the mayor of this small fishing started to asking questions. Who are they? What are they doing? Why they are here? And uh, somebody told them that he was going to call the Germans, that there is a Jewish family living in this island. Mm-hmm. They were frozen to death. And uh, and then they, they, they left because, ah, the Germans said, if you don't give them up, to us, we're going to burn the whole island. They, they were doing it. Burn the whole island. Village. Eh? island. village. Sorry, village, village. So the mayor told them, listen, you, the whole village is in your hands. So the father, they said, no, forget it. We are leaving right away. And they, they left and went back to Thessaloniki. And uh, they decided to return to Athens for sure. Um, Please. Then, you know, at that time, there were no trains or this. There weren't big old buses that were going from Saloniki to Athens, which would take 10 hours. And uh, he decided, after, after having the fake identity cards, to put them in a bus and take them to Athens, where my father was living, my family, my family, so that they would hide in Athens and nobody would know anything about it. Ah, yes, yes, yes. My uncle insisted that he sends that they go all together. Listen, he said, the Saloniki is a massacre. They killed Jews by the thousands. You must all go together. No, Mr. Carasso said no. Mr. Manias, no. 
I'm going to stay here with my wife and the two the two two children, really, two children, right. and I'll send the other two with the bus. He didn't take a no for a reply, so my my uncle said, "Okay, you want to do that? Do that." So with the fake uh, IDs, they went to the bus station. They they stayed in the third row and the fifth row, but far apart from each other, so that they wouldn't know that they're brother and sister. And uh, they were going in Larissa, which is on the halfway from Athens to Thessaloniki. The bus stopped for the rest, and uh, and uh, the driver, who was not a good man understood that something was wrong with these children. I don't know how. And uh, he went and looked at them and uh, said nothing. And he was going down to report it to the Germans. And now a word from our sponsors, Simon Associates Management Consultants. That's us. And we're here to help you see, feel, and think in new ways. Whether you are an organization that's stuck or stalled, or an individual in that organization who's looking to rethink their own life's journey. Simon Associates has designed programs and processes to help you do just that. Our first book, On the Brink, A Fresh Lens to Take Your Business to New Heights, told the stories of seven clients who were stuck or stalled, and a little anthropology helped them see things through a fresh lens, reignite their growth, and soar again. My new book that came out in January 2021 is called Rethink. Smashing the Myths of Women in Business. It's all about how 11 women, including myself, were able to see past the hurdles, the glass ceilings, and the brick walls and become the best that they could be. They heard things like women aren't lawyers and women can't lead and women aren't in geosciences. And they said, of course we are. And they really pushed through and did it with such ease that they want other women to see what's possible. At the end of the book, I provide a bit of a how-to process for you. If you're on the brink of rethinking your own life's journey, it's time to pause, step back, and ask yourself, where am I going? What's my passion and my purpose? And am I there or can I get there? Send us your emails to info at andysimon.com and we'll get right back to you to see how we can help. On andysimon.com are some free chapters for both books. And you can also join our newsletter and our Facebook group, Rethink with Andy Simon. We are bringing together women to help other women do what they can't do by themselves, very often to see what's possible and become the best that they can be. Come join us. And now, back to our podcast. All of a sudden, and this is something which is unbelievable, one sturdy man, very, very big, with a, not a knife, with a stick, stood up and went to the driver and told him something on the ear. And the driver froze to death. And he didn't report to the Germans. Mm. He was going to tell the Germans they were Jewish and he would get money for it. So this was the big, the big obstacle. Yes. Thanks God they continued to Athens, where my, my family was living. And they were accepted by my family. And they stayed in our house in Kipseli. But, you know, people there started talking, who are they, what are they doing here and all that. And my father 
thought of something very, I think it was very smart. In order to, to, to have them do something and not appear like the, he said, listen, I will give you money. You will buy olive oil, which was it, it, during the German occupation, it was more than gold. <laughs> you will, I will give you bottles of, of, of oil. You will stay in ammonia and you will sell them for peanuts and get some money. Not only this, they will say, if he's a Greek, doing some business to make some pocket money. And every day there was a, a Greek officer of the police passing by and the guy, the, the, the Carazzo gave him one bottle of oil free every day, every day, every day, every day. After maybe one month, the other policemen got a little bit suspicious. What is this? So they go and ask him, who are you? What's your name? His name was Angelidis. They didn't believe him. Uh, where is? Uh, where are you coming from? Listen, sir, I'll take you to the Gestapo and you take care of the, they will take care of you. He took the, he took the, the boy and he was going to the Gestapo. And uh, he asked a policeman to take them to the Gestapo. And I don't know how this happened. The policeman was the same who was getting the oil for free. So he gave so that. Yes. He Go takes the, the, the little boy and he let him free. And the boy asked him, what are you going to say? I said, I slipped and you ran away. So he was saved and he, he went back to his to our house in uh, Kipseli where they were living. And uh, after that, I guess, after that they were started discussing in Kipseli who are this, who are that. And my father went a, a neighborhood a little bit far away and not very crowded in Sepolia and rented, rented a, small, a small apartment for them. And they were safe there because nobody knew them. And uh, they gave them the food and clothes and everything. And then the lady who owned the, 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 the apartment started getting a little bit uh, curious. Who are they and who are they? So <laughs> they got afraid also from that. And the 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 Yes, yes. By that time, the, the, the German occupation was finished. The Germans left the country and they were free. They, were, they came back home and they, they said, we want to go now to Thessaloniki to find our parents because the parents were there. So they went to Thessaloniki and... Um, the, my uncle told them, they had to tell them, that their parents were, the, the parents with three other children were caught by the Germans and they were put on the last train from Thessaloniki to Auschwitz. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, some years ago, we had a wonderful 
very, 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 very emotional meeting in the descendants of the Carrasso family in their house. That was maybe 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And they asked, they invited the whole Carrasso family and the whole Manias family for a dinner at their home. And we were about 35, 40 people. And I will never forget something that the old lady said. She said, of course, she raised her, her, her glass uh, to, uh, to say hello, uh, health to everybody and said, listen, everybody listen. If there were not the Manias family, nobody would be here. No. Nobody. No. Both the Manias and the Carasso. They yeah. will all be dead. This I will never forget. Yes. So, you know, uh, we tell you all that because I think I have a moral obligation. I think because I'm an old man now, I'm 90 years old. And I think I have an obligation to the coming generations to hear this story to have the same feelings, no matter if she's Jewish or Armenian or Hebrew, I don't care. Human beings, human beings must behave like human beings. And I hope this is going to be a good uh, heritage to the coming generations. That's why we tell you this story. The reason this is so beautiful is because at times you worry that the humans have forgotten how to be human. And the Manias and Carrasso families are an tribute to what the good in us can do, isn't it? If we can be kind, we can care, we can love each other, and we can help each other thrive. And it's a beautiful story. And Panos, your tribute to your family and to theirs and to everyone is absolutely exquisite. It's beautiful. Your English is very good, too, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Would you like to send anything at the end here to your sons and and, and, and their grandchildren and anything special you would like to end with? Because you've told a beautiful story, but I have hunch in your heart you just want to hug everybody. You mean to say something, too? To, did you want to say something in ending to your family? Ah, yes, family? yes. I just want to repeat that uh, as human beings, we have the moral obligation to behave like human beings. Yes. And look the people who are around us, not according to their religion or their ethnicity. I don't, I don't care what they are. They are human beings. And we must behave like human beings. We must have the morale that God, Almighty God, whether it's God or I don't know what's the name, Almighty, gave to us, and we have to respect what we get. And I believe very strongly that really in life, you get what you give. Yes. You give love, you get love. You give hate, you get hate. So simple. It's very simple. But simple things are difficult to understand sometimes. Yes. So I'm very proud that I leave this heritage to my family. And uh, I hope they will have the same mentality to behave like human beings, human beings.
Yes. This is a beautiful story. I'm honored that you gave us the opportunity to share it. And and while, you know, you all long ago, I've been to Greece several times and I did my research in Greece and I was in love with Greek people because they embraced the work I was doing to better understand how people embrace change. And this is, is just a wonderful compliment. So I'm going to pause for a moment and say goodbye to my audience. And then I will come off the tape and we can talk for a moment further. So bear with me for a second, because I want to thank everyone who listened today or watched. And I know okay. Panos is going to be sharing this. So for those of you who are not familiar with our podcast, what we try to do is help you see things through a fresh lens. I will tell you that we live the story that's in our mind. So think about Panos's story and his desire to tell it. It's one thing to have it. It's another thing to want to share it. And by sharing it, hoping to spread his own big heart with others. You're smiling at me, Panos, because this is a gift that you're giving to others. And there's nothing better for their well-being and your own than to share this gift. So I want to thank you all for coming today, if you're watching or listening. And remember that our job is to help you get off the brink and soar. So thank you again, and thank you, Panos, and your family for joining us. And I'm Do me a last favor. Yes. When you come to Athens, yes. you are going to visit us. Oh, absolutely. Let's do it quickly. Okay. Is it sunny there? Because I need some sun. Oh, it's beautiful today. I know. Hold on while I say goodbye to everybody.